I want to share something with you that the Lord Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, has brought to my attention tonight. It's the scripture that says, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. Now, friend, <laughs> that scripture is so profound. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. God is love. And if God is in you, you've got God's love in you. And God's love is going to be expressed if you have God in you, if you're born again, and you are full of the Holy Ghost, the love of God is going to come out of you some way. You're going to express it through your words, through your actions, through your demeanor, through a smile, through a kind word, Love is going to be shown if you have God in you. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. And friend, there is, the Bible says, and now abides faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. The Word of God says that in the last days, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many will grow cold. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, if you are born again, you should not let iniquity make your love for others grow cold. I want you to know that it is going to take the love of God to get us through these days in which we live. What does the Bible say? Perfect love cast out fear. Friend, listen. I don't think we really understand and have never studied the power of the love of God because God is love. You know, the Almighty God the, the Bible calls him the Ancient of Days in the Old Testament. If you want to know what God is like, love is the word. Love is the word that we need to study about God. If you want to know what God is, if you want to know what God's all about, He's love. 
there is many attributes that that will never be exhausted of God. But one thing that you and I, as human beings, which is just one of His creations, the one that is made in His image, the most important attribute is God's love. Friend, let me tell you, when you walk in God's love and you are saturated in God's love, you are able to forgive and you are able to do good things to those who despitefully use you. You're able to love your enemies. You're able to love when everything else in you says that you should hate. You're able to love because now abides faith, hope, and love and the greatest of these is love I I encourage you to do a study a word study on God's love and see what you discover and what the Holy Ghost reveals to you about God's love friend it was the love of God that brought him to the earth. It was the love of God that brought Jesus to this earth. It was the love of God that allowed Jesus to refrain from calling a legion of angels to rescue him. It was the love of God that allowed Jesus to give up his life to lay down his life for you and I. It was his love. And here's the shocker. It is the love of God that keeps him from coming back at this point in time. as bad as we want to go to heaven. God's love allows another day of grace to come and go. And that's where you and I must exercise patience. You and I must understand that every single day that we may be disappointed that today the rapture has not happened. It is a day that someone is getting saved. You know the Bible says that in the last days that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. And upon my handmaidens and servants I will pour out my spirit. God is pouring out his spirit, my friend. You know, there is great stories 
of where Jesus is appearing to many over there in the Middle East. And, I mean, there's just testimony after testimony. And you see, they believe in Jesus, but they don't believe he is the Son of God. They believe he's a prophet. And they do not believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross. But you and I know that to be born again, you must first believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You must accept Jesus Christ as God. And you must accept what he did on the cross for your sin. And you must accept and believe in his resurrection. God's love, God's love. You know, it would be wonderful if we knew just how many people got saved today. Let's say, let's say 20,000 people got saved. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Let's say 2,000 people got saved. That would be great. Let's say 200 people got saved today. That would be very good. Let's say 20 people got saved. That's, that's good. What if only two people got saved? Would it be worth not going to heaven if only two people got saved? Yes, it would be. Especially if the two people was you and I. <laughs> Just think of that. Just think of that. Two people got saved today, let's say. Was it worth it to spend one more day on this earth and not be in heaven so that two people could get saved? What if the two people that got saved was your children that you've been praying for? Let me ask you this. I want you to think of one person that you've been wanting to get saved, praying that they would not go through the tribulation period. Think of one person. Now, I want to ask you this. How many days would you remain on this earth if it took that many days to get that person saved? If you knew that we had to be on this earth for seven more days so that your loved one could be saved, would you say, Lord, hold off from coming back for seven days? What if it was 30 days? Could you stand being on this earth for 30 more days knowing that on that 30th day, the loved one that you care so much about would get saved on that 30th day? The reason I'm giving this example is to try to put it in a mental scenario that 
there are people out there that will accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We have to get the message of salvation in their hands. And friend, we have one of the best ways to do that. It's what we call the love letter. The love letter, you can read it. It is on my webpage called millionslovechrist.com or you can go to takeyourgift.com and on the left side is a button that says love letter. You can click on that and read it and you can even download it from that website. Or you can email me at faithintheword at yahoo.com and I will instantly, within hopefully 24 hours, send you the file. And you can print it right there. Or you can email Brother Daryl and Sister Janelle. And they will send you the love letter. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> in a gold envelope with a gold star with a wooden cross necklace. I'm telling you. I, I'm hearing back from so many people that are telling me they, they give out all 25 love letters. And nobody refuses them. Many are telling me how, in their comments, how people are just, when they receive it and they see that it says, because you're loved on it, that they are just so appreciative to get the love letter. If you will mail Brother Daryl and Janelle, at Faith in the Word, the numeral four, at gmail.com, they will send you a package of love letters. Friend, the love letter has been translated into the language of Thai, Spanish, German, I don't know, maybe even French for all I know. Listen, let me tell you what's going to happen when that trumpet finally sounds, when that trumpet of God finally sounds, and we are instantly transformed out of this body of flesh into our glorified bodies. And we are in the presence of God. It's over. I mean, our work is done. There's nothing else to do. We're not going to be able to witness anymore. 
We're not going to be able to pray for our loved ones anymore. Our work on this earth will be done. It, 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 it'll be over. And please understand this. Look around in your home. Look inside your home. And I want you to understand that the only thing we are taking with us is ourselves. Now, if we have shared the gospel and others have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, those will go also. You're the only thing that's going to go. You. Everything else that you see around you, these earthly possessions, are going to be left behind. You know, friend, y'all have helped me help this family. Do you know how easy it is to help someone? It's very easy. When you help someone who is hopeless and you see the smile come across their face, especially those little ones, that is the easiest thing to do is to help. They may think that they're the ones that's being blessed. Uh-uh. The giver always is more blessed than the one who receives. At Christmas time, when you give gifts to your loved ones, who gets blessed? The one who's opening the present or the one who gave the gift and is watching their loved ones open the presents? The one who is watching, seeing the smiles on their faces. You're the one that gets blessed. You want another blessing? Sign up for prison ministry. I promise you, there is a special blessing right there. Oh my gosh. You talking about feeling the presence of Jesus Christ? When you go in a prison and you are helping and preaching, let me say not preaching, teaching these prisoners and the love and the appreciation that they have for you to come into their environment of your own free will and spend your time with them. Now friend, that they so appreciate that and they are so thankful. They hug on you and tell you that they love you. I'm telling you, you need to get involved if you want a serious, powerful blessing of Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us to remember those that's in prison as if we're chained 
in prison with them. I just want you to understand this. I want every born-again Christian to understand that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. What Jesus wanted us to do is exactly what he asked the twelve disciples to do. Those twelve disciples that were taught by Jesus Christ is a perfect example of what Christ teaches us. Read the Gospels and concentrate on the teachings of Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about what the disciples did. Concentrate on the teachings of Jesus Christ and what he was conveying in his teachings to those men. We know that they none of them was perfect and none of us are perfect. But put yourself Put yourself in the story. And the words that Jesus is telling those men, teaching them, take it as if he is teaching you because he hasn't changed. The very same words, the very same examples of the way he wants and wanted those men to direct their lives is how he wants us to. When he told those men to go into all the world and preach the gospel, go into all the world and preach the gospel, remember the poor. Do good to those. Forgive them. Love. Love. <coughs> Excuse me. Love. God is love. And you showing love. You showing love is an example of you walking in what Christ tells us to do. The two greatest commands is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and then to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Now, friend, I'm going to tell you this. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Let me tell you, have you ever thought about how much we love ourselves? 
Now, I'm, I'm going to say some things going to sound maybe a little crazy. But, you know, we love ourselves so much that, hey, if we need something, we go out and get it. I love myself. You know, I, if I need this, I'm going to go get it. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. But your neighbor over there has needs too. Well, I, I'm sorry for him. <laughs> That's his problem. I'm taking care of my needs. I ain't worried about his. He better go out and get a job. Or maybe he's disabled and can't work. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Let me tell you this. Miss Cookie. If you don't know who Cookie is, go back a couple of two to three weeks of my videos and watch the videos on Cookie for 11 years. 11 years. This dear lady with her hurt or knee and, and ailments has been out feeding the poor, the hungry, clothing them for 11 years. She gets it. She gets it. Praise God. Those people love her. You know what? How can you not love someone that gives of herself to her fellow man? You and I need to be a cookie. We need to be cookies. We need to be Margie as an example. Better yet, we need to be examples of Christ. Because that's all she's doing. She is taking the word of God literally. I promise you, if you will just open your eyes, you can look around your area of your life and find people that you can touch with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can find people that you can show the love of God. If it is, you do nothing but buy them a Coke or water. I promise you, when the body of Christ begins to start touching their surroundings with the love of God with the love of God you will see things change but right now we got our eyes on what's going on in Washington we have our eyes on what's going on in the Middle East and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that but we cannot let the distractions of this world take our focus off of our calling. And we are all called 
into the ministry of reconciliation. We are called to bring this lost world into a saving knowledge of the Father through Jesus Christ our Lord. That is what it means to reconcile this lost world back to the Father. And you know, God to a lost person isn't Father. But God to a lost person is their creator. And the lost person is his creation because we are all created in the image of God. But once we take a lost person and can allow the Holy Spirit to get the saving wisdom and the knowledge of what God their creator has done for them and they accept the gift of Jesus Christ you have reconciled this lost person to the creator and once the blood of Jesus Christ is applied to this lost person and they accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are new and all things are of God. That is when this person is born again. Like Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And when this lost person is born again, old things have been done away with. All things are new and all things are of God. This person is born by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit now has brought this person into a relationship with his father. And this person now is no longer a lost person. This person now is born again, born of the Spirit of God. God is no longer just the Creator. He is now their Father. And that's what you and I, my friend, have enjoyed forever how long we have uh, accepted Jesus Christ. And we can't let this and take this for granted. The day that we became born again is the greatest day in our life. And many out there have never experienced what me and you have. And that's what this is all about. That's what this message is all about. Taking the love of God to a lost and dying world. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. How can you say you love God and not show love to those who are lost? 
Did you know that God loved the world so much? God loved the world so much that he gave Jesus Christ on the cross. And if God loves the lost people so much, how much should we love them? But yet we get on this self-righteous, holy indignation and say, you bunch of lost sinners, you're going straight to hell. Really? Is that the message of the gospel? To tell lost people that they're going to hell? Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the good news. The good news is not telling them that they're going to hell. That's calling things which are as though they are. Yeah, they're going to hell. Take the message that, you know what? Christ died for your sin. You accept Jesus Christ, you're born again, and you are set free from the bondage of sin. You are set free. You can become part of the eternal kingdom of God. That is the message that should come out of our mouths, not condemnation of the sinner, but the message of the salvation of the gospel of the blood of Jesus Christ. How can you honor Jesus Christ by telling a sinner they're going to go to hell? You can't. The way you honor the blood of Jesus Christ is by lifting up Jesus Christ to these sinners and let them know he is truly their best friend. Let them know that there is salvation. There's salvation. Friend, I say it almost every video, <laughs> but it's true. If you're going to do something for God, do it now. If you're going to witness, do it now. If you're going to show love, do it now. The Bible tells us that we should work while we can. We are in the days of evil. We are in the days of darkness. A day will come when we can't work. Go out in faith and prove God. He said, prove me if I won't open for you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you can't even receive. Friend, we are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. We are called into the ministry of reconciliation. Go and be who God calls you to be. We are the examples and witnesses of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is who we are. The same way that that moon 
reflects the light of the sun. We are to reflect and allow the light of the gospel that is in us to shine brighter and brighter and brighter. To let this world know Jesus is alive in and through his body of believers. That's, that's what we should be doing. We are the light, a city set on a hill that we need to let this dark and dying world see the light of Jesus Christ in us. And the way that you allow this world to see the light of Jesus Christ is to get more of Christ in you. To spend time in the presence of our Heavenly Father. Friend, be the temple of the Holy Ghost that is in you. And allow the Holy Spirit to use you in a great and mighty way in these final days. So that when the trumpet of God sounds, we cannot be ashamed that we wasted our time. But we can be glad and rejoice that not only that our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, but that we were doing what Christ asked us to do when the trumpet sounded, which was to love the world. Let the love of God, which is in you, be shown to this lost and dying world, my friend. God bless you and have a wonderful day.